never guess what the pictures were about. Nevertheless, they had grown on Frederick during the month of their exhibition. He had, in the last three years, explained so many modern pictures to so many stupid and reluctant people that he had come to have modern tastes himself. When he had come first to the gallery, he had actually thought Dawson a good painter. Now Dawson made him sick, or would have done had he not a kindly feeling for Dawson. That was his trouble, that he had a kindly feeling for almost everyone. He was a very modest, kindly-hearted little man, and had he ever considered what he was, which he never did, he would have wished fervently that he was anything else in the world. But that was his trouble, that no one ever took him seriously. It had not been a real trouble, because formerly he had not taken himself seriously, until he had fallen in love with Lily Brockett. He wanted her to take him seriously. If she did not, he might as well go and drown himself. And then, at the thought of that, he couldn't help but smile. The picture of his going to drown himself was so very absurd. While he was washing his hands in the little cupboard off the passage, and peering at himself in the glass, he hated for the hundred thousandth time his round, rosy face. It was the face of an infant, a good-natured infant, who had just enjoyed a good feed from its bottle. Anything less distinguished. And his body, too, round and short, thick in the leg, short in the arm. Who could take seriously such a body? The only thing he could do with it was keep it clean and neat. He shrugged his shoulders, wiped his hands with a kind of careful ceremony on the towel, and then forgot about himself. He never could think about himself for long. Something would keep breaking in, a joke or a meal, a pretty girl or selling a picture, a game of golf, which he enjoyed and played very badly, or meeting a friend. He was an ordinary, dull kind of fellow like thousands of others. That was what he thought of himself. He could not imagine what Lily saw in him, but perhaps she saw nothing at all. This thought came to him as he put on his overcoat. So awful was it that for a moment his heart stopped beating. When it came to it, you could not tell with a girl, could you? You could never tell what a girl was thinking. Was she really fond of him? Would she not have married him a year ago? There was, of course, her old father, that ridiculous old man of skin and bone, with his greed and rheumatism and voice like a mouse in the wainscot. She said that she couldn't leave him. But couldn't she? Ah, that was the question. Wouldn't she leave him if she really loved Frederick? How was Frederick to tell? No. All he knew about it was that he adored her. He could not live without her. That was the old hackneyed phrase. But in his case, it was real and authentic. In spite of his chubby face and passion for seeing the cheerful side of everything, if Lily married someone else, that ridiculous tobacconist, for instance, he, Frederick, would decline and die, and no one in the whole world would care a halfpenny. Lord, what melancholy thoughts for so lovely an evening. He was walking up Duke Street, and every shop was a little magic of fire and splendour, and overhead the sky swam in a mist of blue and silver light, 
People did not look at the sky enough in London. They walked with their noses straight in front of them, or hurried like nervous rabbits, or talked to their friends. Perhaps he himself would not now have looked at the sky, had it not been for his love of Lily. But spring was in the air, and pushing up through the very pavement. You could almost, were your fancy poetic enough, detect violets in the corners of the grey stone, and primroses clustered in the doorways. Five minutes later, he was thinking of nothing but Lily. She was waiting for him at the corner of the Green Park, the entrance near the Ritz Corner, and they moved away down the park in the direction of Buckingham Palace, at first not speaking. What a lovely evening, she said softly. She was herself lovely, in her little grey hat and silver-grey coat, with her rosy cheeks, black, black eyes, and a way of moving as though she loved the world and couldn't have enough of it.